So the shir tonight is called Shem. Oh, what's it called? Shem a bad place. Shem a bad place. Okay. So let's look. It's in a parshas. What is it? Perek Lamed Zion, Pasuk Yedalit. So, um, so why don't we go? You know, let's go to your base. Start with your base. I'm saying your base. So it says, "Vayilchu Echav Liros Esonaviyam Bishlam." So the brothers went to uh, pasture the sheep of their father in Shlem. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because that's uh, that's where they went. Okay. Fine. So they went to pasture the sheep <laughs> their father's sheep in Shlem. Vayomei Shal Yosef. Behold, aren't your brothers um, grazing, uh, pasturing in Shem? Let me send you and uh, go, and I'll send you to them. Vayomer lo, and he says, Hineni, come here. Vayomer lo, lechma rei, ashlom achacha, ashlom asom. So go, go, see you, see them. Vashirini zavar, and go back and tell me. And he sent him from the valley of Hebron, the depths of the valley of Hebron, by Yavo Shechema. Right? And he came to Eshchem. Right? For him to say, Ish, Mine Sohav Asada, Vaishadir Shlema, Matvakish. Right? So, um, he said, what are you looking for? Vayamu Sachai Nechim Vakish, Yitana Leif, Vayamu Sachai Nechim my brothers, can tell me where they are, where they're grazing, Vayamu Yishna Sohmiza, they traveled from here, Kisha Matiyon, Nechod Asana, I heard them saying, let's go to Dosan. Yosef went to and he found them in Dosan. He told them from Dosan, so they started planning how to, to kill him. Right? And the rest is history. <laughs> right? Okay. So. Okay. So it's fine. So there's some Rashi's here. some interesting Rashi. So first of all, it says, Liros es tzon, right? Liros es tzon on your base. It says, Nakud al s. The word s. Maybe you can share this one with you. I forget what. But s. There's dots on top of the s. To show you, They really went to graze to pasture themselves. Right? They didn't really go to pasture the sheep. They went to pasture themselves. Whatever that means. That's a funny, funny word to use, right? They indulge themselves to eat to something. Okay. Hineni, fine. Lashana Nava was Rizos, right? It says in his Dara's the Mitzvah, he was careful to quick to do his father's Mitzvah. So even though he knew his brother hated him. Okay. Okay, so this is the main, the Pasuk. So there's two two Rashis. I mean, we'll see which one we'll take up. But the first one is Chevron's not in a valley, it's on a mountain. So what does it mean? From the deep advice, counsel of this tzaddik who is buried in Chevron. So, the depths of Chevron doesn't mean that it's a deep place. It means from deep advice or deep counsel that Hashem told Avram Vino that the Rizmin of Sarim, and this sale was the first step in the realization of that ultimate promise of, you know, that your children are going to be strangers in a foreign land, and this is the first step of the moving towards Mitzrayim. So that's what it means, okay. 
They came to Shechem. It's a place which was uh, prepared for adversity, punishment, evil, bad stuff. Right? Why? Here the Shvatim, I guess, were, you know, ruined themselves, acted sinfully, presumably means this, right? And they sold Yosef. Sham Ina Inu as Dina. Here Dina was raped, afflicted, right? Shem, right? I want to shem that whole thing. Sham Nechlegu Machos Beis David, and this is where the Machos Beis David is split up. Shenama Vayelach Rechavam Shachama. So Rechavam went to Shem. They were going to coronate him in Shem, and um, they wanted to uh, pay. He wanted. Uh, they wanted to lighten the taxes, which Shlomo Melch paid. And the Shona charged them, and they asked for a reprieve, if you will. And Rechavam, you know, asked his advisors, his father's advisors, and they said, yeah, give them, a, give them a break. And then he asked his little, his younger advisors, and they said, no, no, no. And he ended up uh, keeping a high, strong strengthening attacks on them. And they didn't like it, and they rebelled, and Yeravam went, and he set up another kingdom, and basically it was the beginning of the split. Okay, but that happened when they were uh, they were incarnating in Shem. <clears throat> so that's like the splitting point. So Shem has got these three things, three bad things which happened in Shem. Again, it's not an order actually. I mean, it's not in chronological order. It's chronologically, I guess, the Dina thing came first, then this one about them selling him, and then the the kingdom breaking up. So it's a place which is um, prepared for a promise, right? Uh, let's get a teeny, teeny bit more in the Rashi's. So that, that's the main Rashi's I want to take up, but that's the title. So when it says a man found him, it means it was Gabriel. It wasn't just a regular man, it was Gabriel. Now, they turned, when he says they traveled from here, it means they traveled away from their brotherhood. What does it mean they went, let us go to Dosan? It's like where they're preparing, planning like um, schemes, conspiracies. Of laws to to kill you to with them. means they said, "Let's go to Dosan, another place." Mm. He's saying that the drasha is like they were trying to come up with uh, schemes, arguments to be able to kill Yosef. Okay, fine. So um, yeah, so so let's get back to um, again. There's a lot of things going flying flying around here, <clears throat> and I guess a lot of things we could potentially take up. But um, any questions? Yeah. Just like a continuity of like Rashi saying when our pastor came in like mid dollar, right? Yeah. That um that there was a the Schwatzen did a thing in Shem. Right. But then you also found them in the I know, I know, good so question. Rashi saying the shot of Dosan is really that they went to a place that yeah. wasn't Shem. Right, good question. I mean the shot is that they really were in Shem, and he went to look for them in Shem, and he found the man, and the man says, oh, I saw, I hear them saying, they traveled to him, they went to Dosan, right? And he found them in Dosan, and he sold them in Dosan. They sold them in Dosan. So it wasn't in Shem. Shem Kilkalo Shvatim was Kilkalo. But they do, they left Shem, and they went to Dosan. So great, right, in Flame Shot, I mean, if you want to say no or whatever, but in Flame Shot, is it Dosan's name of a city? And Rashi says at the end, they're like, oh, no. Yeah, you know, right? Right. Right, so that busts up the whole theory about that it's Mukhan um, Lebranus. 
Yeah. Okay, good. Even if it did happen in Shechem, so you can't use that as a proof that this is a place of smoking Lokoranos. You could take any Pornos that ever happened and <clears> say, <throat> oh, it happened over there. So that shows you that that place must be Mukhan Leparanos. Right. Right, but it happened to be the same exact place as Dino was raped. That's the one thing. Yeah, okay, so let's do things. Well, no, it's still. No, it's still. This is going to be a second. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. Wash it right. Didn't the ones of things happen in the Jewish one? I don't know. We're still going to have Yeah, the Korban Bosch base of Mikdash is with the Jewish one. It's chill. It's chill. Yeah, say, Ella. Isn't isn't Shechem within the boundaries of what will become Eretz So why would it be a place of Paranus if it's within the place that will ultimately be part of the Holy Land? Okay, okay. Why would there be a place that just built for Paranus altogether? Yeah, that, that's an even better question. But yeah. and why would Yosef be buried in Shechem? Yosef is buried in Shechem. There's still a caver today. It's caver Yosef that they they tried the Palestinians tried to destroy it, but it's there. Okay. So the valley is representative of the deep council. Right. Is that really true? <laughs> because the proof that he brings isn't a good proof because they say Eretz Israel is Kavoni Kolaratzos. That's why why by Yahu when I got the because it was I. Anytime they enter Israel it says by Yahu. I don't know. I don't know. Rashi's learning that it means that it was on Melton. <clears throat> Is it on a mountain? Anyone know? Clever? Yeah. 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 It's frozen for me. Oh, uh, same. We frozen? They said adversity here. Yeah, they say adversity. Ronas, what? And why did why recover? I'm going to get coordinated over there. It's already in Mako Mutana for Ranas. Yeah. He was a Hanukkah. Right. What's what's the point? Like, like, what are you supposed to do with this information anyway? Oh, that's... We hear you again, but you keep freezing out. How's that? Better? Hopefully it's better. Maybe it was on a bad network. See you now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Donnie, yeah. So what's your question again? Yeah, I just saying- what's the difference of having a place in front? Are we supposed to therefore not go there or it's just to something? Like what's the Correct. Point? I mean what what you know, what place under the sun hasn't had tragedies? <laughs> I mean, or had bad things too. I mean it's the world. Right. Right. Yeah, right, right. And that's I think the big question to me. Like, what does it mean? A bad luck place? 
Like, what does that even mean? It's, in, it's not places which cause things, it's people. Also, so what does it even mean, a place? Yeah, it's just a power, those are the powers of luck in that place. Well, the stuff that happened didn't happen yet. Happen yet. Yeah, right, it didn't happen yet. And what does it mean? It's prepared. Prepared by who? By Hashem? By the force of evil? Like, what is that? Why should there be such a place? What does it even mean that there's such a place? Right? What, do you go there and now you're going to get zapped somehow? Like, what's that? What does that mean? It's hard to believe that they knew it was at this point. I guess, out of on the surface, because only one thing happened there. there was it big, didn't happen yet. There was big haste that happened there, that they were safe. They were saved from being uh, sure, from retribution. Right. 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 So I don't know if Yaakov, I know you could ask a good question, why did Yaakov send them in the first place? But that's, didn't he realize, uh, that's right. a good question. But let's, uh, I'm going to leave that low. So, yeah, a little bit of a side point. Shot, did that's a good question. Where was this pit? I mean, on the surface, if you follow the Pshat of the Sikkim, it sounds like it was in Dosan. The pit, right? Because that's just it. They traveled to Dosan, and he sounds like he went there and he found them. Gayim Sa'im Bidosan. And then they started whatever. Now, why would they slip back to Shlam? Doesn't sound like that, right? Presumably it was in the pit in Dosan. So, what does it mean that they're in a skalkal and, right? <laughs> Who's that other thing is also funny. Again, it's a different point, and maybe we'll have to take them separately. But the thing of Emma Chevron, that he sent him from the depths of Chevron to fulfill the deep counsel, the one who's buried in Chevron. That's what it means. Like, if that's the Pshat and the Pasi, it doesn't work out. What does it mean? It's not a valley. So, what's his answer? Oh, it's, it's, uh, the it's such a stretch. No, it's like a, it's like a lot of liberties with the reading of the Pasi. The deep counsel to the one who's buried in Chevron. That's what it means. So, with the fact that it's a stretch is one thing, but like, what's the point then? Like, what's what's that message, right? It's strange. Let, let us look. Uh, let's go to the Shem, the first Shem incident, okay? So, the first Shem incident was basically, I feel like maybe, maybe we discussed this a few weeks ago, I don't remember, but basically, he, um, you know, there's Yaakov went into Eretz Yisrael, right? He's finally he's getting run away from Lachlan, going to Eretz Yisrael, and I guess he encounters Asaph. Right, and then he's uh, he's living in these sukos, right? Fine, but then he comes into then he comes into Shem. It seems like it's like his, his initial entry into Eretz Yisrael, into Eretz Canaan, is into Shem. It's like at the his, his entry point, and you see afterwards, Yaakov was worried. You know, based on the whole war with Shimon and Levi, that the inhabitants of Shlam are going to, you know, take him down, right? You'll have and they're going to, right? He's very worried about that. And the brothers were worried that, on the contrary, like, only you're going to kind of make, make us into like um, prostitutes or whatever, they can take advantage of us. So, it'll be, it's like, look, they're entering Eretz Yisrael and they're coming back. You know, here it is, Yaakov and his family coming back there to Israel. And like in fury, he had a reputation, but he's gone. And now he's going to come in with his family. And there's like, he has, in theory, he has to establish himself. So he comes to Shem and he buys a piece of land, right? From uh, whatever, from Yad Bnei Chamar And he sets up in his bath. And he's, you know, he's like kind of getting started here. This is like his initiation in Eretz Yisrael. And it could be that it's not accidental 
that Shechem or that Dina was raped here. In other words, like the question is, what, what was that whole Dina incident, you know? So he saw her, Shechem ben Chamar saw her, and he says, it's interesting, he says, Right? So he's, Vayishkav Osa, he slept with her, Vayaneha, and he afflicted her. Right? So what's the double Ashon? So he says, Vayishkav Osa is Kedarka, the regular Bia, Vayaneha, Shalom Kedarka, Bia Shalom Kedarka, which is like, I guess, more of an affliction, a pain. Like, uh, so, so I want to say is like, maybe there's like, there's two things going on there. This Kedarka, Shalom Kedarka. It's like, on the one hand, he saw her, she was beautiful, and he loved her, and he wanted her. You know, but there's also there's like a a vayaneha, like an affliction. There's like an aggressive dimension to it. Also, it's by yishkav osa vayaneha that he's. It's like as it's like a romantic sexual thing, but it's also an afflicting, an attack. And maybe like part of the attack was like they were they looked down at Bnei Israel. Did we, did we talk about this or no? Not at all. Because remember, she said that's what Shem said to to her. Spoke a later on Ara, he says, Look, your father bought this small little people land for nothing. And uh Ni, I'll be your wife and you can have the whole field, the whole land, all the fields. So it means like he he was talking down about Yaakov. You know, your father bought this little piece of land for not for a lot of money, look how much money he wasted. And so my point is like there's like a certain superiority that Shem, that the nations of the people who were in there Israel felt towards Bnei Yaakov. And maybe implicit in the attack on Dina was a degradation of Dina and who she stood for. And that was what the brothers thought. They're like treating her like she's garbage. But yeah, that's why they were worried about that, because it's true. It wasn't just um, that, he, that he loved her. There was, there was, well, that was part of it. But there was also a, like a degradation. They looked down at Israel. And, and Yaakov was worried about that. that there was this feeling, this sentiment, that they were going to let people look down at them. And then we thought, you're going to start a fight. They're going to all team up on us and just knock us out. So my point is, like, Shechem is like their initial entry point, their first settlement in Eretz Yisrael. And they're getting abused. Dina's getting raped. They're having this whole struggle. The brothers are getting thrown off. They're making mistakes. They're judgment driven on Levi and they're not sure. I mean, whatever, they're setting up this plan and Yaakov criticizes them and whatever. It's like a bad place. It was bad. It was basically here, they're trying to enter the land of Eretz Yisrael, the land where they're supposed to be, the promised land and all that. And they was initially, they have this whole thing with the rape. And then, you know, they make the scheme and they fight and they win the war, but then Yaakov criticizes them. And like, so I'm saying is like, in a certain sense, on the psyche of the brothers, Shimon and Levi, but the, you know, Klai Yisrael as a whole, it, it was, it's like our initial entry into Eretz Yisrael is referenced by Shem, and it was like a bad experience. It wasn't the excitement that they would have expected or one would have thought of. And, and you know, it, it's hard. It was a hard entry. You know, it's like you enter in, it's like, not so easy to make Aliyah. Sometimes you have a hard time at first. So there's was like, that's kind of what happened to them. It was tough. They were, it wasn't a warm welcome. Okay. Um, you should look at the Rashi on Karplamid Hey Pasakala. Okay, hold well, on. Yeah. The Fisha Echarta Vadera. 
It should have happened. Um, it should have uh, moved along quicker. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So I mean, that's part of it. The tarry is there. I'm just trying to understand what Koranos is. Oh. Okay. So hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm not going there. Okay, so now... Okay, so I want to say like this, is that... That Shem for them was like an emotionally ridden place. There's a place of conflict. There's a place where they were attacked, where they made this whole scheme, and they won the war. They destroyed Shem, but then Yaakov gave them Musar and put them in their place, and they answered back. It's like it's like a place which was very laden with emotional, a lot of emotions flying around the place of their inferiority of being attacked, of their superiority of winning the war, of their father putting them in their place and telling them, you guys are making a mistake here. And then they ended up succeeding because Ashkachal had saw to it that they did, they were in the attack. So it's like, it's a, it's a place which is complex in their psyche. And so maybe now they're going to Shem, right? They're going to Shem, right? So, not exactly, but something is like, um, it says they went to indulge themselves, right? That's what she says. Leros is atzman to graze, you know, to pasture themselves. It's like, maybe shchem for them. Like, they, they're feeling it at this point, right? Before this, they have a very strong aggression to Yosef. And I guess in a certain sense, they're not happy that their father is um, favoring Yosef by that whole, you know, giving him his favoritism. And it's like too much. Like their father's telling them, Yosef's the man, colored coat. They feel the pressure of the father who's uh, asking them to accept Yosef as the leader. And it's just, they can't handle it. They can't handle it. They can't handle their being put in their place by their father and by Yosef and the dreams. And they, they just need out. They need to escape. They need to get away. So they go to Shlem. Right? So maybe Shechem, again, they have Shechem, and on one hand, Shechem is the place of their victory. If they feel lowly and put down by their father, by Yosef, Shechem is the place where they basically won this war. They were put down, but they uh, they uh, raised themselves up, and they won a war they were behind their father's back, but they ended up being so victorious, and in some sense, they might feel like they were right, because they did defend Dina's honor and defended Israel's honor. Yaakov was thought criticized them, but who was right? After all, nothing bad happened. Seems like on the contrary. So they flexed their muscles and they pulled it through, pulled it out. Uh, over their father. Over their father's descent, you know? So maybe it's like when they went there, they were like looking to, they didn't just accidentally choose a place, but it was a place which had this emotional meaning to them. And if they feel inferior, undermined by Yaakov, and by Yosef, maybe by going there, it helps will boost their ego or build them up. So, what I'm starting to paint the picture is like places have psychological meaning to a person. Sometimes you go to a place, and, oh, I hate that place. Why do you hate that place? Oh, well, when I was there, blah, 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 blah. right? I mean, places when things happen to you, when meaningful events happen to you, bad or good, the places take on meaning. 
You have this meaning, especially, I mean, depending on what happens there, it, it could throw you off. You might be an ordinarily rational person, but the place could play, play games with your emotions and put you in a state of mind, which is where you're tilted. And that could be a source of pranas, bad things happening. Place where you're not, you're not even keeled. You're not in a state where you're able to make good decisions. So maybe they got to Shvam, and then what happened? Somehow they traveled from there, right? So I don't know exactly what happened, but somehow it seems like they were uncomfortable there. They wanted to go. They they got this idea, right? They see a, a manahwa. Sounds like they're planning. Right? It's not clear why. I'm not sure if it's like maybe when they got to Shem, it didn't really do it for them. Maybe it brought up conflicts that they couldn't deal with or they weren't happy about. Or maybe Shem's is another thing. It's like Shem's a city. It's a city, and I know they're grazing there, but maybe if they want to have some sort of a plan of to get Yosef, sounds like that's what Rashi's saying. They had these plans of, um, you know, when he was coming, they had a plan. But it says right away they traveled from their brotherhood. Maybe they had some sort of, yeah, Nehazasan Rashi says to come up with plans to be able to kill him. Maybe they wanted to be in a more private place. Maybe like, maybe in Shechem is where they got this idea, right? Because when they went to that place, they felt superior. And now they felt like, now they got the, let's say what I'm saying, they got the strength and fortitude and the strength of personality. They were able to stand up to their father when they went to Shechem. It gave them the, memory of how they did stand up to their father and they were right in their minds, at least in their minds. And then they got a plan. Ah, I know our father thinks Yosef's the man, but wait, we think he's wrong. He's made mistakes before in our minds. And now let's put an end to this. Let's make a plan. Let's get rid of him. So why did they practically go to Dosan? That's I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's maybe they, it was a better place. I mean, they'd have to do it in a place where people aren't around. And throw them in a pit if they're people around and he's like he's not gonna die in a pit or whatever. Like maybe they just wanted to again, I don't know exactly what Dilson was or what what Shem was, but saying there was like in Shem, even though it didn't happen in Shem, that was your guys' questions. It's like it didn't happen in Shem. But Shem is where they got thrown off and when they made their plans and where they um they the Nashum and Ahwa, they traveled away from their brotherhood, and it was the effect that Shem had on them which caused them, pushed them over the edge, in a sense, and gave them the mental strength to go out on a limb and to go out on their own and to undermine their father and to do what they did to Yosef. And again, the place is moving from this is because, again, it's a psychological thing. It, 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 may, it, it, it plays with your mind, it plays with your psyche. And played with psyches are in good states of mind to make decisions. And usually they end up bad. The decisions you make in that state of mind, or in a place which which puts you in that state of mind, is often going to be, um, you know, a bad state of mind. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the pasuk of Rechavim. Let's ask a question before we go to Rechavim. Okay, so, so let's see where Rechavim is talking. So the, the Pesukim are in Debrei Yaman Beis. Um, Perik Yod. Okay, so I'll just read a little bit. But it's basically the first, um, you know, 10, 10 seconds or so. <clears throat> so basically it says, Rechavim went to Shechem. So why did he go to Shechem? This is again, right before and the end of Parakhtas is um, Shlomo died. Right? And Rechavim took took and took uh, in charge. Rechavim is the son of Shlomo. Okay? So he took, he became the king after Shlomo. So Rechavim 
went to Shechem. Why Shechem? Because that's where Klai Yisrael came to be Mamlachem. Okay, he didn't go to Shechem per se. That's where the people went to be Mamlachem. Okay, so Shechem, Rashi says, B'Shechem Shehu Makom Yeravam. Shebechelek Ephraim. Okay, so this was the place. This wasn't his place. This was, again, Yeravam. Yeravam was the other guy. The guy who split off from him and became the other king. He's like really bad, Yeravam, right? Yeravam ben Nevat. So it was in his place because that was where they were being Mamluch Rechavam. Like they weren't being Mamluch Rechavam in, in, in his own town. Right? They were Rechavam in the Shevet of Ephraim. Right? And it says, okay, fine. So uh, give me a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it says, so it says, Mesut David says, the reason why they didn't Shechem, because they thought Yushalayim, which was his place, he would be strong. And they wouldn't, he wouldn't listen to their, he wouldn't listen to the request. They knew they were making, they were, they were going to make a request from Rechavim to lower, lower the taxes. So they specifically, they didn't want to be Mamlachim in his hometown, on his turf. They wanted to be Mamlachim on their turf. So they brought him to, to Shechem, which is their, their hometown. Right, Yerovim's hometown. Okay, so but he, when he heard, when Yeravman about heard, and he was in Mitzrayim, he, ran, he had run away from Shlomo. So now Yeravim came back. And they called, um, and Yeravim came, and they spoke to Yeravim saying the following. So Yeravim was like a leader to them. And they all called, and they presented this case before, um, before Yeravim. They said, your father strengthened the, uh, his yoke on us. Now lighten it up. Right? It's too much. So he says, give me, uh, and then we'll serve you. We'll be your servants, but just lighten the taxes. It's too much. So he says, they said, he said, give me three days and come back to me. So sure enough, they went. And then he asked his, uh, the Zikanim that used to be servants before Shlomo. And he said, what do you advise me to do? So he says, listen, if you listen to them, if it's good, listen to the people and uh, say, be, be, make nice with them and it'll be good. In other words, give in to them, give in to their requests. Well, their advice was, you don't have the strength of Shlomo. You can't pull it off. Shlomo was able, Shlomo was a great person. He was able to pull off this um, this um, tax, high level of taxation because they appreciated him, but you're not going to do it. Give in to the request, and it'll be good. But he ignored their advice, and he went to the young youths who grew up with him. He had other servants, not 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 advisors who are the old-time advisors, but the young you know, whippersnapper advisors who, were, who grew up with him. You know, he was in high school with those guys. So um, he said to them, what do you guys advise me? Tell me what to say. They said that I should lighten the load. So they said, this is what you should say to him. He says, my father was hard on you. Um, and you want me to make lighten it up? He says, my little finger is thicker than my father's loins. And now my father burdened you with a heavy yoke, and I'll add to that yoke. My father flogged you with whips, but I'll do with scorpions. Whereas he totally doubled down, right? And sure enough, Yerav and all the people came to Rechav on the third day saying, uh, you know, came back and he answered them harshly. And the whole thing, he told them the whole story. And sure enough, they saw they didn't listen and they said, what share do we have in Beis David and all that? Everybody go and then they split. Okay, and that was, that was basically the split of the kingdom. So, so you see, there was a major, this was a major power play here, right? Right? This is a major power play. That 
they are trying to put Rechavim in his place. He is feeling that pressure of being put in his place. He's, on the contrary, trying to lift himself up over them and lower his power over them. It's like this major push back and forth, back and forth, who's stronger. And it led to a total, you know, about battle of the wills and total uh, destruction of them, split of them. So, so I guess what I'm saying is that just like the, the, the place could have a memory in the individual psyche of Shimon and Levi or the Shvata, the Shvatekah, but this, we are B'nai Yisrael. Our identities are B'nai Yisrael. We trace ourselves to the Shvatim. And especially then, there was like Shevet Ephraim, there's Yud. I mean, they were identified with, with, with the Shvatim. And um, they trace themselves, their memory goes back to the, to the events, which are the events which happened to the Shvatim. Have an, and the locations in which those events happen to the Shvatim have an imprint on the psyche of Klaisra. So, so I'm saying is like Shem was this place which again had these memories of their weakness, of their being attacked, of their being raped, of the mistake of their selling the brothers. And it was like, it was a place that was again, had, um, had, was laden with these emotions, I guess, inferiority of, of mistakes, of being attacked. And maybe that was like, they would like, I don't know, they, maybe that's what they went to the place. They went there. They were trying to like undermine him and to knock him off his uh, thing. And I don't know, they had emotions in Shem, he had emotions in Shem. I'm saying it's like a place because of the place that it has this rich, bad history. It ended up maybe it was a place where they, like everyone feels a little bit inferior in, in Shem. Everyone feels like they have to improve themselves in Shem and rise up in Shem. And like because of all the, these emotions, it caught, no one was able to see eye to eye. They weren't able to reason in, in a calm, peaceful way. But right away, they made their demands. They were trying to, like, I don't know, I don't know the specifics. It's like hard to get exactly the, you know. The emotion or the psychological, you know, state of mind. But I guess I'm more just saying it was like there's a lot of emotions in Shem, and it, it like it brings out the worst in, in people. When you're in a place like that, which has this history, it brings out the worst in people. So that's that's what I, yeah, Mochel the Bronis. So what does it mean nowadays? I don't know. It still is. It still is. It's, it's a bad place now, yeah. right? So you don't want to go to Shem nowadays, right? It's like the other side of each other. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not that it's like you have to stay within the um, like the generation, but it's like it's an association to have. It's from the place. It's both. It's the place and the generations. I mean, it's the, the place. Like, I don't know. Like, for example, um, I don't know, Lahavdil. But like if the Jews go to Auschwitz, it, it's it's meaningful. It's not a normal experience. It's like you're thrown off. Now again, it's not the same exact thing. But the point is, places have memories, you know. And there's events which happen to your ancestors in certain places that you're not going to be in a normal emotional state of mind if you're in Auschwitz, you know. So, so that again, that's obviously much more extreme. But it's like that type of. I mean, this is. I mean, the idea of the, the Shvatim, uh, the Shvatim splitting and Yosef and all that, I mean, it was, it was a major thing, a major event, and Dina being raped and saying, this is like, this is like their, 
this is the place of Eretz Yisrael, which is such, was supposed to be like our entry and all that. And you know, it represents these like major, you know, falls and attacks and being undermined and conflicts and all that. It's just a place which has, you know, which has um, this, this history, which makes everybody crazy. I don't know. Are there places like that in America? I don't really know. Yeah, I guess I'm saying is like there are places which are, um, you know, maybe like Hebron is a place which is uh, great. Great, right? But they went from Hebron down to Shem. So instead of, they made it interesting, they left from Hebron to Shem. So Hebron is the place of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Mars Machbela and all the great ideas attached to Hebron. But they didn't know, they left from Hebron and they went to Shem. They were Sasatzman. They, they needed to escape the superego of the Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. And instead they wanted to go out to the place where they won a war, where they showed their father who was boss, where they went out. You know, and like, I'm not saying that they consciously thought that even. I'm not sure. It's as much as like that was a place which talked to them. They had, they had good memories there or whatever, but those are not good memories. Those are memories which are very, you know, wild memories, which have, you know, ups and downs and conflicts. And I don't know. There's a, my point is, I guess I'm not, I think I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm not nailing down one particular emotion either because I can't, or I'm trying to, I can't, I, I the truth, I can't, but I'm, I'm either I can't, but I should, or I'm, I'm, I think I'm trying to argue, take the fact that I can't and make it into the, my, that point. There are a lot of emotions and the, that's part of what's complicated about the place. It's a lot of emotions and you can't, that's part of why you can't think clearly. It's like you're, you're attacked with a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings. There's feelings of superiority and inferiority in the same place. It's a place where they, their, their sister was raped and they were taken uh, by surprise or whatever. They're supposed to express, uh, you know, establish themselves in Eretz Yisrael. But then they had this whole scheme and they tricked Shem and there was a major victory. That was another, you know, shows their greatness. But then their father yelled at them and told them that they're wrong. But then they got the last word and says, there's only us, I'll say no. And then, they were ended up being right, seemingly, right? But ultimately, when Yaakov on his deathbed, he ended up cursing them and saying, no, you guys weren't right. It's a mistake. So again, they didn't know about that at the time. At this time, but maybe Yochavim did. It's like, you know, this is like, so it's just, there's, there's too much. There's too much going on. And a person should know, I guess in general, a person should know, this is a good practical advice, is when, you're, when your emotions are wild, it's not a good plan time to make decisions. I'm in a good state of mind to make decisions. Sometimes your emotions can be wild based on certain events which occur to you, but sometimes it can be because you're in a place, but you just know, you know, because it's your buttons. And that's, that's, that's what I'm saying, that's what causes promise. A place like that is the place which causes promise. It prevents you from being able to be clear-minded, and the difference between success and promise is oftentimes your ability to think clearly. So it's, not, it's not luck or you know, or magic or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's psychological reality. Places affect people. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm saying, yeah, it was a mistake for the brothers to go there. I'm saying if they had better self-awareness, self-knowledge, they wouldn't, that's what it says, Leros, the two dots on there, saying if they went to Leros to Shem, but they really going to raise and pass for themselves. They were going to escape. That was a bad idea. It's not the time, it's not the place to go. If you're, in, if you're under the pressure of Yaakov and Yosef and that whole thing, stick it out. Either stick it out or go somewhere else. Don't don't go there. That's that's not a way. Running to your emotions is not a good idea. It's going to cause you to make. A, you need good, clear-minded thinking at this point. Not that.
Yeah. As soon as you know, Vegas, I feel like has a place. Like feeling like that, yeah. You go to Vegas and it'd be crazy. So, right? It's just it's a city which has that uh, type of connotation, right? Rabbi Fader. Okay, so what about that other thing, the Amet Chevron? Oh. Yeah. Okay, good. That's a good point. Tole went to the Kiryavos. He went to Shem. So you see, he felt that he was in an emotionally tough situation, but he didn't go to Shem. He went to Hebron. That's where you want to go. You want to go to get an inspiration from the Kiryavos to bring to your mind the values that the Avos lived by. Not to Shem, which is this place which is Mechalabranos. So that's what he did in the time of adversity. But look what the brothers did. They went to Shem. So it's like, right, it's good. Yes, but I'm asking about the other point, this Eimach Hebron point. Maybe this isn't related, maybe it is, but it's saying, what does it mean they, they went from Eimach Hebron? It says from the Eitzah Muka, the deep counsel of, to that Sadiq who was buried in Hebron, to establish the Brisbane of Sarm. What does it mean, Lekayim Mashinem El Avram, Brisbane of Sarm? He sent them or he sent him? He sent them. He sent Yosef. So he sent, he sent Yosef to Shem. To be Mekayim, that advice of the, yeah, I don't know. I go back to before, before this time point, right? I mean, this Rashi is before Shalom. I know we're doing it out of order. But the, 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 Emet Hebron point. So maybe Rashi is bothered by the point of it was bothered by. He's like, why did Yaakov send him? Right? I mean, he knew there was, um, he knew that there was uh, an adversity. The brothers hated him. He knew that they had this um, jealousy and there was complaining and there was this, you know. So Rashi said, you know, Yosef went. This is actually is interesting. It says, this, this is a repetition of the Pesach. I don't know if you picked this up. I was going to ask if he noticed this. It says, this, the repeat, right? it says, Vayomer Yisrael Yosef, Halo'ach HaKorom Mishchem. Your brothers are in Shechem. L'chav Eshlach HaChalayim. Let me go and send them to send you to them. Vayomer Lo Hineni. So here I am. Okay. So go. Yeah. Then he says, "Vayomer lo, lech lo rei, shlom achacha, veshlom atzom, ashirini davar, veshlachayim, ain't machem." Right? He just is now what he. So I wanted to say means the first time he's saying is, "Listen, I want to send you, uh, you know, let, 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 let's see, I want to go and send you to to see them." No, is that okay with you? Do you feel comfortable with that? And he says, "Yeah, hineni, yeah, I do." And Rashi says, "Anav of his rizos." He was ready to go to listen to the advice of his father, even though he knew his brother's hand. So, so Yaakov was like testing the waters. Is that okay? Yeah, ain't any. Okay. Then all of a sudden, right? So it's like in a certain sense, Yaakov, he didn't know. He didn't know how bad it was. And that's why he wanted to see. He kind of ran the idea. He didn't want to be in a tzava, Yosef to go. Because maybe it's not good and Yosef's not going to be comfortable with it. So that's why it's like before he was mitzavah, he kind of talked out loud. And says, I'm thinking to do this. You know, your brothers are in Shamla, you'll go and you go and send them. He says, Okay, fine. And then he was really mitzvah them, Lach now go and do it. Right? So my point is is that yeah, it's not that Yaakov was naive that he had no idea that there was hatred, but he kind of wasn't sure. And Yosef, and it seems like Yosef also wasn't sure. You know? But so I'm saying is maybe it wasn't really a smart thing to do. But maybe that's what Rashi's saying. There was like Ashkacha here. That Yaakov, I think the Avon Ram said something like this. But basically, uh, I mean, definitely like that thing. All the commentators yeah. say it was a stupid thing to do. Yeah, right. Like, right. 
So here, so I'm saying is, but maybe there was part of the thing. So that's, that's what Rashi is saying. That's what Rashi is addressing. It says, From this great deep council, means this was something that Hashem would not, under normal conditions, Hashem would not let this happen. Or yeah, like Yaakov on his own would have realized the mistake, or he would have not to make it it's a, it's a dumb mistake. Maybe even if he had an oversight, it's a terrible consequence that can happen from this mistake. But God let it happen or in, enabled it to happen, maybe uh, pushed it along, because this was part of a bigger plan. The basic plan, ultimately, the Rishman Asarim was that they had to end up in uh, Mishraim. And this was the first step in that whole thing. So the plan was realized through this. But in a certain sense, Yaakov missed, missed it. But that was part of the Ashkaf. Again, I don't know if they'd say that he didn't have a Kothira, or maybe he did, or maybe God didn't help him. That's, that's, that's a little bit tricky. Because I don't think God's like causing him to make an error. I think that maybe the Ram Ram was saying he kind of did. But I don't know. Not, I'm not sure if it's like either that God caused him to, or God allowed him to, or enabled him to, and forced him to, you know. It's like you put It's like you can make. Yaku would have to like put a firm foot down and not do it. And it kind of, he, it, it's what he ended up happening, is he decided to do it. But you see on his own, there's already the horror to the idea to the idea that it's a bad idea. Yes. And yet he still yes, exactly. did it. Exactly, right. I think it says here actually, um he has uh I recall from actually have the Zakanim from Shlomo that told him straight out that it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. It's like this. Afal P Shayako Midrega Sanavogadola, he's a high level in a voice, a Kravo Slashamisala, that's Sorokas Ashivashonikal, he likes great Sora Israel, Asar, the Khalzos Nelmami Menu Yadias and Estraza. This knowing this secret thing was hidden from him. It's knowing what would end up happening and and he was like lax of carefulness about Yosef going. But also as Hefcha, he did the opposite. Sending them, and he knew they hated them. He's in order to bring about the actualization of the Avtacha. It's like it's right. nice not to believe it. Right. Like it can't be. It can't right. be that, 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 uh, that the Shvatim is so bad. Right. That they're going to do right. And that's, that's what he says. He quotes it. That's what Yosef said to his brothers. You didn't send me, but Hashem. How did Hashem send them? This right here. Hashem put this idea on Yaakov's head or pushed him in that direction. Right? So it says, Oh, yeah, because the Pasuk says, Pasuk in Tehillim, Shalach of Nehem Ish, Levin Nimkar Yosef. Sent before them a man and Evidu sent them. Chazal says, Shalach Yaakov, as Yosef, Benel no Mimani Zediyas Anistar, Vashakarov Zman Gerasirav, Vashakarov Zman Gerasirav. So I think that's the point he's saying is that this event was caused part of the big picture, part of the deep hidden council. No one would ever see it. You'd never notice that this is a step in the direction of the Brisbane Zarm. It just seems like an innocent, whatever, something about the Hebron. So the brothers, but this is part of the 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 you know the advice of Akedat Baruch the deep the Emek is Hashem's um, 
plans are hidden. And how Hashem brings about his ultimate plan is through causes you never know that him sending himself at the beginning of the whole How would you ever know that? I mean, the Jews going down the shrine. But that's part of the Eitzan Luka, saying it's like this is, it's like you see the hand of the Hashkacha working in this like subtle way. Yeah. And uh, most is drawing connection between the other two, that's also the same kind of thing. I mean, look, because God says to him in Vayetze, Vayem Hashem al Yaakov Shuvel Eretzapom Secha, Umoletecha, Yehimach. And instead he stayed in Sukkis for a year and a half. And then finally he leaves and he goes he goes to Shechem and buys a piece of land up, up right, there. Right. Like World War. So that's right. but that's to get right. him back to, right. on the right path. Right. See, I just want to mention one point. This again, like I like these they're taking these rashis again. This sounds like one of these good luck rashis. You know, like it's uh, bad luck rashis. But I think when you you know, a lot of rashis which on the surface, you know, if you think the Torah is believing superstitions, you just see the rashis the read on the face by oh but it's bad luck, bad place. But when you look into them, you see there's a much deeper perspective here. And again, it rings true this psychological point. It's just it's not I don't think it's a stretch to say places are like this. But you know, again, it's easy to see these things at first sight and a lot of rashis which kind of imply, you know, funny types of ideas. But you have to take them and analyze them and you know, look beneath the surface and to see what's really going on. So maybe the reason it you... There's the more points. Yosef was buried in Shem and he got an extra portion. I mean, there's, it would be interesting to look further into it. I mean, Rashi just bringing down these, so I kind of just went with Rashi, but it could be there's more research to be done about Shem and it's, uh, it's other, other 